Great to have you along for the ride. Really glad to have this man back. It's uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez for years now. First of all, we're very good friends now. Um, and only because he's educated me so much and because he's a pretty cool guy. But um, he's been right about COVID from the very beginning. In fact, so right that I will include this guy's name in, with the names of anybody, McCullough, Malone, Urso, Simone Gold, doesn't matter. Whoever it is that is telling the truth about, about COVID and about the jabs, this guy, Dr. Jesse Lopez, has been out in the forefront. Jesse, good to see you. How are you? Good to see you, and I really thank you for that. And I'm glad you're not using my name in vain. So that really makes me feel wonderful. Well, I do off the air and away from social media, but on <laughs> social media, I'm always very nice to you. Uh, inspiration.health is the website, inspiration.health. The studies we're going to talk about today, the information we're going to talk about today, I believe is either already on the website or will be very soon. And uh, I want to get into it. And I want to start with this guy, Dr. Peter Hotez. Jesse, I'm going to be honest with you. I know a lot about COVID now and about the shots from you and from the other doctors. I try to sponge it in as, as best I can. I was not familiar with this guy. He's got hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter. He's, got, he's out there and he's, he's been sort of the guy that the government went to and that MSNBC and CNN have gone to when it comes to allegedly debunking the misinformation. But it turns out, if you go back and watch the history of this guy, Dr. Peter Hotez, he has been debunked over and over and over again. He's this pro-shot guy. He's not told the truth about the effects of the shots. He is one of those people who was in the forefront saying, if you don't get the shot, you're probably going to die over this winter. So what is it about this guy? Because he's not backing off. And, and the reason I bring him up, and you know this, um, Joe Rogan just challenged him to debate RFK Jr. on vaccines, and Hotez won't do it. Were you familiar with this guy? I really wasn't familiar until he started to come forth talking about a fourth jab for everyone. Right. And, and my physician group, which is a very large physician group across the country, really across the world, where we keep tabs on all of this and we communicate back and forth. And basically, we started looking at and speaking about this gentleman and the issues that he's creating because, number one, he's speaking out of the side of his mouth because initially he was talking about the potential risk associated with the vaccinations. And then all of a sudden... For some reason, he starts talking about the need to get the vaccinate the vaccinations and then he changes his story from all you need is two and you're done. Well, it's not working as well as we thought. So we're going to need to get a third one and then you're done. And then recently been talking about, well, the third one didn't quite work the way we thought it would. So we're going to need to get a fourth one. And meanwhile, the commentators are on CNN and MSNBC are just praising him for saving hundreds and hundreds and thousands of lives. And you've been the voice in the face of COVID. And I'm just sitting here shaking my head. I'm like, based on what science? Well, well Jesse, I mean, let me let me throw this out there for those watching and listening. And you know this, and I want you to expand upon this if you don't mind. He is one of the loudest and one of the first voices to say ivermectin doesn't work. You and I both know it works. It worked for me, worked for Joe Rogan, worked for millions of people. Um, but RFK Jr. says, and I want your comment on this, he says the reason why they had to say ivermectin didn't work is because you could not get an EUA for a shot if there was an established medicine that showed effectiveness. You agree? Absolutely. And we actually brought that to the forefront on your show, if you remember talking about this very issue, because you have corrected many individual who has either called to try to speak against you when they call in on your show to say that this has never had a true FDA approval in the United States. Right. The EUA vaccine. Most people think it has been FDA approved. It has not been. It has not. There's not a vial of it available because you could not have the emergency use medications in the United States if that was the case. So you're very well educated on it. We tried to educate your audience and others about it. Unfortunately, this is covered up and hidden from the general public. 
It is uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez. Inspiration.health is the website. Inspiration.health. I want to talk about uh, the, this lady, Rochelle Walensky. She's the CDC director. Um, she initially said you couldn't get it nor spread it if you, if you got the shot. And that turned out to be untrue. When she was questioned last week or the week before by the House of Representatives, she literally said, well, with the AVA, the first, the alpha variant, that was true. The shot would stop you from getting it or spreading it. But as we started getting other variants, it wasn't true. So the science changed. Jesse, is that true? If I got a shot of one of these EUA so-called vaccines, I couldn't get the alpha variant? I never heard that before. Well, that's totally incorrect, and that's misleading. We, we know now very clearly that individuals who have gotten the vaccine definitely get breakthrough vaccine, excuse me, breakthrough infections, and that it does not prevent them from getting it, and it does not prevent them from spreading it. Is it even breakthrough, though? Because it's, no. it's really a breakthrough if it's effective in stopping you from getting it and spreading it. It's not yeah. breakthrough. It's just it doesn't work if you well, get it. There's a better way to describe it as breakthrough, and this is really the way that they should, should describe it. It's a non-sterilizing, quote, vaccination. And that's why it's breakthrough. And one of the problems is that because it is a vaccine based on an old variant, whenever they produce a new booster or bivalent booster that's available now, the virus has already changed and it's no longer effective. As a matter of fact, there was just a study that was a preprint that is getting ready to hopefully be published that basically spoke about the risk of COVID among those who were up to date and those who were not up to date on their COVID-19 vaccination. And basically this study came out of the Cleveland Clinic Department of Infectious Diseases. And Joe had studied 48,344 people. And what they showed was that not and I quote, again, not being up to date on COVID-19 vaccination using the current CDC definition was associated with a lower risk of COVID-19 than being up to date. So if we're speaking English, those who are not vaccinated and those who didn't get the two and the three and the fourth vaccination are less likely to get COVID than those who did do it. Am I hearing you right? You are hearing me absolutely correct. Come on, man. And there are several reasons. The first is the current bivalent, and this has been also duplicative of what has gone on before us, and this is why Rochelle Walensky has not told the truth ever since she's been in office, is that the bivalent COVID vaccine is no longer effective against the XBB lineages of the Omicron variant. In other words, Omicron has already advance. It's already evolved beyond the bivalent. That's why there's talk of bringing in an additional shot as well. And so that's why Dr. Howitz is basically eating crow as far as I'm concerned when he's saying, oh, I'm sorry, but it's not as successful as we thought. So now we're going to need a fourth vaccine. Irrespective of all the potential adverse effects and complications that come with these vaccines. It is uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez. Yeah, it's Hotez. I think it's is H-O-T-E-Z, okay. but, but whatever you said, uh, people understood who you were talking about. This guy is the guy who's out there and just saying stuff and refuses to sit down and actually have a conversation with somebody about it other than MSNBC. He was on MSNBC the other day, and the host at MSNBC, I don't know the guy's name, I never watched that channel, but I saw the video of it. The host says something like, I suggest you don't debate this. It would be like... Um, 
And what, what was the comparison that he made? It was something just ridiculous that somebody who, who uh, I, I don't know, uh, kills people for a living, talking to people about how to live longer or something like that. Uh, the idea was that no, this guy was above reproach. This guy is the expert. You can't question him. And if you do question him, you're in big trouble. And that's why I responded with your name and all these other names of these doctors who would ease. Listen, I'm a talk show host who nobody thinks knows anything. I would beat this guy in a debate when it comes to the information because I got it from people like you. So why do you think that is? Jesse, maybe the guy at one point was a good doctor. You said early on he was smart and he said, uh, you shouldn't do this and here are the effects of that. And then he changed his tune all of a sudden. Why be that petulant about it? Why not sit down and say, I want to mix it up with Lopez and let's see who comes out at the end and brings more information to the people. All we really want is, is knowledge on this stuff. I agree. And I have a lot of speculation and I'm going to bring that speculation back to what you and I have spoken about before. And even if you look behind me, there's a book there that just came out, The War on Ivermectin, by right. our good friend, Dr. Pierre Corey. And we know, bottom line, that it all comes down to money. And I think that everything that you look at, you have to follow the money trail. Right. So when we're looking at all these different issues, we need to follow the money trail. When I come on your show, I don't get reimbursed. Right. I just come to bring the truth right. because I care about my patients. And that's one of the things I think that gives me credibility is that not only what I am speaking to you about here is supported by evidence, but it's also what I'm utilizing in my clinic every day. Well, every- I'm, going to say, I'm going to say something crazy. I think that you would have benefited monetarily much more had you played ball with Big Pharma. So the fact that you're coming out and telling the truth and not taking any sort of incentive that might be out there, we know a lot of people are getting royalties from Big Pharma. I don't know if this Hotez guy is involved in that. I know that he may be you know, in, in some way involved with the government and getting the wrong message out there. But, but at the end of the day, you easily, I mean, Pfizer and Moderna would have loved you had, you had you gotten on board. Had I been on the other side, on the dark side, so to speak. Yeah. You have to realize a lot of these institutions, especially educational institutions and large hospitals, are getting a lot of research grants from the NIH. And if you don't play ball, then you don't get the grants awarded to you from the NIH. That's that's part of the broken system that needs to change. Those two have to be separated 100%. I think that the the thing is, is that there are a lot of really good studies coming out and people just blind themselves to the studies. I mean, when a study comes out that says, quote, the vaccine is good, there's no myocarditis, I read it. I read it because I want to see if it's telling the truth. Right. And then I look at the data so that if the data is off, I can bring that to the forefront and share that with my colleagues and my patients. Right. But what really bothers me about this fella doing what he's doing is that a, a new study came out May 17th, 2023, that basically tells us that repeated vaccinations create immune tolerance to the spike protein by producing an increased amount of what we call IgG4. And so this actually makes you more susceptible to the COVID spike protein and being very, very ill. And that's why we have seen as people have gotten more and more vaccinations that they are the ones that are sick. They are the ones that are in the hospital and not the unvaccinated. And that's very alarming. And I I challenge him to read that paper and then speak about it publicly and speak against this paper that we have on our website. Yeah, he, he won't do that. It, it's on the website. Go to inspiration.health. Inspiration.health. Yes, he does telemedicine. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Um, I, we know about myocarditis. We know about the effects on ovaries. We know about the effects on on, uh, on on pregnant women, on fertilization, and so on. There are studies that cover all this stuff. What I didn't know, there was some sort of a link to, or possible link to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Fill me in. What's going on with this? I, I had no idea about this. 
Yeah, well, this is really disturbing. And a couple of whistleblowers, even in the military, brought this up, and they were physicians, and they looked at the increased number of cases all the way from stillbirths to basically dysfunctional uterine bleeding, et cetera. And it's linked back, we believe, to the increased elevation of the antigenic um, particles that are present in the bloodstream, causing this increased IgG4. And this IgG4 can contribute to the development of autoimmune diseases, promote cancer growth, and even autoimmune myocarditis. And this is even mentioned in that study that I just spoke to you about. So I searched the literature about non-Hodgkin's lymphoma because sadly my father has been diagnosed with stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma over the past couple of weeks. And unfortunately he received two of the Pfizer vaccines. And what I found was that there are direct correlation of cases of Hodgkin's, or excuse me, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in individuals who were vaccinated. And I forwarded those to you and we put those on our website. But the, the pre preponderance of those were on the side where the COVID vaccine was injected. So somebody received the injection in the arm. They actually developed it at the site of that arm. Oh, wow. Armpit specifically. And they developed this non-Hodgkin's uh, uh, B-cell lymphoma. And so this appeared in multiple different independent journals, a patient over here, a patient over there. The problem is they keep calling it very rare, just like myocarditis. Right. Well, well, like well, we know that myocarditis is not. I do want to interrupt here. A couple of things you know. We've talked about this off the air. Anything I can do for you or your father, I'm here for you. You know that, and I hate that this is happening. Uh, the second thing, though, I think in people who are skeptical watching and listening will say, but how do you know it's related? Maybe it was going to happen anyway. Um, how do you develop that? How do you find out if, in fact, it was the shot that had either some sort of a an increased effect, accelerated effect, or it came from that uh, to begin with. Because the naysayers will say just what I said. That's a coincidence. It might have happened anyway. Well, they have designed it in such a way that it can be very, very difficult to obtain. I know colleagues uh, such as Dr. Ryan Cole, he's working on different techniques to be able to identify whether or not it is spike-related. Um, so I've spoken with him. Uh, again, that technology is work, you know, being worked on in research, so hopefully we'll be able to um, find that out. But we can find some inflammatory markers within the bloodstream. So when an individual comes into my clinic, I look for increased inflammatory markers such as D-dimer, increased ANA titer, fibrinogen level. And a lot of these patients will have extremely elevated SARS-CoV-2 quantitative antibodies. I've had patients that have been uh, almost a year removed, and they have quantitative antibodies greater than 25,000, greater than 2,500. As a matter of fact, Quest Diagnostics re recently has developed the capability to check the number. that The highest they could check it was 2,500. Now they can check it up to 25,000. Wow, okay. And those are the individuals that come in sick, and they have signs and symptoms. And so it's, it's going to be a vaccine-related injury or COVID long haul until proven otherwise. Well, I'm certainly hoping for a miracle with your dad. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Go to his website, inspiration.health. He's got all these studies right up there. Let me break it down to the most simple uh, terms as, as I can, as a simple guy that I am. We don't have a whole lot of time left, but I heard somebody recently say it might have been RFK, it might have been McCullough, it might have been somebody, it might have been you. Uh, but the, recently, and this made so much sense to me just on a very basic level, why on earth would you think something bad wouldn't happen if you continually inject your body with something your body thinks is a disease? Why would you possibly have four injections of a disease continually shocking the body that, oh, my God, I've got it again? Does that make sense? 
it doesn't make sense at all. And there's like this lemming mindset where people don't stop to ask basic questions. Is, is that a an is that a, a, an okay way to put it? That we're telling the body over and over, here's the disease again. Well, exactly. That's exactly what you're doing. But what the body's doing is it's zeroing in on just that particular antigen that's coming into the body. And so it's not able to develop a full comprehensive immune response. And that's why we're seeing things like in this most recent study about these IgG4 antibodies. So in the past, we've spoken about the original antigenic sin in children and um, antibody enhanced dependency um, in adults, etc., where the body is not able to produce an immune response because it's been trained, so to speak, to respond only to this particular antigen that it was faced with in the, in the vaccine. And so that causes people to get uh, to become more susceptible to subsequent viruses of all types that they might be exposed to. And physicians even are not stopping to challenge the status quo and ask the important questions. Yeah. And that is very alarming. It is alarming, and it just seems to make sense that if you tell your body, here's the disease, your body fights it, like from the first shot, which I never got, as you know, and many people didn't get, thankfully, uh, but then you say, okay, well, here's another shot, and then the body goes, oh, crap, let's go and fight that thing, and then here's another shot, let's go fight this thing, and then you've got it four times, and, and as you said, people who are vaccinated more or got more jabs or more shots, not really a vaccine, are more likely to get COVID now, and still the government isn't admitting that. I know that there are studies that admit that, and you, you've you been telling yeah. us about it, but the government still isn't admitting that. No, there are studies that speak about this very distinctly as yeah. far as like antibody-dependent enhancement in and of itself, but also in relation to other vaccines, not just the COVID vaccine. And, you know, in, in this country, we deny the evidence. We deny yeah. the data. But like in the UK, they actually are looking at the data and they had top insurance analysts look at the increased mortality rate because of these vaccines. And it has increased to 26 percent mortality rate because of the COVID vaccines. And if you're over 50, 49 percent higher. And this was research done by Josh Sterling, right. who is a top insurance analyst. Uh, Doc, we always appreciate it. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Go to inspiration.health. Get all these studies. Educate yourself and your family. And uh, we'll talk again soon, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it and appreciate your prayers. Thank all right, you. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Jesse always brings the goods. Inspiration.health is his website. Inspiration.health. Make sure you go check that out. He always brings the peer-reviewed studies. He always brings actual information. And uh, what's cool is he stops in the in the chat room and talks to the people as well. Another big hour coming your way. Keep it right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.